0: Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operando Brewing, based at Motorville on Sydney's northern beaches of one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out in line, or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Tonight uh, we'll be talking about round eight, uh, just passed on the weekend, we're officially over halfway, lots of cracking games uh, from Saturday to talk about, going and jump aboard, talk some super rugby finals that are coming up, and uh, preview another big week as we head towards the back half of this year. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast. Our round eight wrap. Andrew Swain's on the line. Swainy, what's happening, mate? Big weekend of Super Super Rugby. That's where you were, hey?
1: Yeah, yeah, Berjo. Oh, I was. Uh, I was. Real deep into that Rebels Force game, and I've only just recovered um, the heart. I needed to get the heart medication out. It was that crazy. Uh, what a finish to the game! And um, you know, the the Rebels they needed to win by four points. Uh, they got it done by four points right at the death with a somewhat bizarre type of try, uh, and then the conversion from Matzamur went over, and they went through and and knocked the Tars out. It was it was something else. It was it was probably one of the most bizarre games I've ever called.
0: Yeah, it was bloody close. I um, saw on Instagram on Sunday morning and saw Reese Hodge commented there's "Things in life, you do the easy way, the hard way, or there's the rebels way." <laughs> they, they uh, uh, with a with a, with a roll of the eyes. So, uh, mate, they're in, but um, up against a red hot Reds.
1: Yeah, the Reds were really impressive on Saturday night, weren't they? They really have given the Brumbies something to think about for a couple of weeks, given the Brumbies mm. will be hosting the final next week. But, um, you know, they, they, it won't be an easy game for them against the Rebels. They, they did it the hard way a couple of weeks back when uh, the mm. Rebels couldn't couldn't score a try against them. It was 19-3, the final score in that game. Um, mm. spoke to Billy Meeks on our podcast Fox Rugby Podcast um, this afternoon, and um, you know he was saying that you know there was a general feelings of relief around the Rebels camp uh, after they yeah. after they did what they did. Um, they were yeah, oh look, I mean they've made it hard for themselves. They the last couple of years they've been they've been down to that final game and needed to win um, mm. to get themselves in, and they just haven't been able to do the job. So I guess that's a monkey off their back for them, and now they can look forward to a playoff and then potentially a final.
0: Yeah, I felt a little bit sorry for the force, but as you say, good to see the Rebels in there um, in any case.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I felt sorry for the force as well, and they were so brave, and and the way that they managed to get themselves off the canvas early in that game because they were down by a fair few points uh, early in the game and then fought back and wrestled the lead back, and they had a 10-point lead. Um, you know, going into that final 10 minutes and then the Rebels had to uh, had to score two converted tries and um, mm. you know, all their wallabies really stood up in that time and they, they've got some great leaders, experienced guys like Matt Tamour and Dane Hale at Petty and Reese Hodge um, running around for them um, and they really relied on those guys and, and got the job done in the end. But gee, would have given every world, Melbourne Rebels fan out their heart palpitations, I reckon.
0: And uh, I see... Weekend's crowd could be upwards of 20,000. Well, that's what they're hoping for. They've got allowances for up to 27,000. Is that at um, Suncorp?
1: Yeah, that's at Suncorp Stadium, and it's brilliant, isn't it? They had their highest crowd since covid at Suncorp Stadium on the weekend, which was just over nine thousand, I think, which you know doesn't seem like that many, and the Broncos are going like bustards at the moment, so yeah, uh, that's that's no surprise. But uh, they love a bandwagon in Queensland. I'm on one of them, and uh, everyone's red hot on the Reds at the moment. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> they can hopefully they can get a few people through the gate and get upwards of twenty thousand, because even twenty thousand at Suncorp will will feel like a, a you know a big. A big crowd for them, so yeah, that's that's great news for for the Reds.
0: Yeah, twenty thousand would be unreal. And you're right, uh, the uh, league scene in Queensland, mate, it's not looking so at the, <laughs> crash hot at the moment, is it?
1: Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and <laughs> what's happened to the what's happened to the Broncos, that institution of Australian sport, mate? They're just um, yeah. been a bloody rabble. But hopefully, you know, um, they've reached the bottom and on the way up.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, look, I think it's fantastic for Queensland Reds, to be honest. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's bad for it's bad for the Broncos, and but there and and the Broncos are, have always been the one team town, you know, um, in Brizzy. But the Reds, uh, when they're winning, people love going to watch them. And right now, they have sort of just got that. I think they've just captured the imagination of the Brisbane public, uh, of the Queensland public, at the moment. And you know, they, I see that they're all appearing on radio on Triple M and. Um, they're all they're all sort of pumping it up, doing their best to pump it up, and, and people I think they're, they're a pretty likable team too. The Queensland Reds, these guys, they're they're all quite young. They love to have a crack. Um, there's some real excitement machines. There's some real tough nuts youngsters up front as well. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that if they can get a few of those um, fringe fans from the Broncos and gra- drag them across, across to a rugby game, that's a good thing.
0: Well, I read an interesting article today about the contrast between the 2011 red side, who obviously went on and won it, being the entertainers very much through uh, Quade Cooper's influence, and they had a really attractive back line and played a really expansive sort of a game. This red side's uh, endeared themselves uh, to Queensland a little bit differently. It's, it's more about the up front, and, um, you know, uh, your live wire halfback McDermott's just having a, another huge game on the weekend. He's looking really good.
1: Yeah, McDermott playing brilliantly at the moment, as is um, Tania Latupo. Uh, He's a guy who you can – he's a hero. He's a guy that kids can grow up and and watch and think, yeah, I want to be this guy one day. Um, he's just kind of got that cult hero status. And McDermott's playing so well, as you said. Uh, they've got a great leader in Liam Wright. Um, Fraser McWright mm-hmm. at the at the breakdown, you know, he's just the biggest pest in Australian rugby at the moment at the breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. Harry, Harry Wilson, big engine. There's just there's, – there's a lot of – people in that team that they can get around and uh, the public can get around and, and kids can look at as heroes. Yeah,
0: you no, know, it's good stuff. And I'm looking forward to watching that one on the weekend. So Brumbies will just uh, rest their feet up uh, they're through and just waiting the result on this one, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. The final at GIO Stadium in a week's time, a week and a bit's time. So, um, yeah, the the Reds, uh, look, they'll, they'll want to go in with some momentum. They'll want to put the foot on the throat of the Rebels, but the Rebels are that – that kind of team that can – they just don't go away as we saw against the force. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a really interesting matchup, I think.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Did you have a um, little look at the uh, curtain call in New Zealand rugby on the weekend, the north-south game? Gee, there was some unbelievable rugby.
1: Yeah, there really was, wasn't there? Those guys, they've just got it on, a, on another level. Uh, they're playing rugby from another planet um, and, and that winning try was probably the – the, the climax of all of that, wasn't it?
0: Air Jordan, <laughs> mate. I've been talking this kid up for two years. He is. I, like, Bowden Barrett will get in the All Blacks, of course, but how could you not put this guy in? He's been the form fullback. He's been unbelievable. He played in the wing on the weekend and he's, he is a freak.
1: Yeah, awesome to watch. Entertaining. And yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what they roll out for this first All Blacks team. It was really interesting to watch some of those um, guys. Uh, getting selected, they, they put a few bits and pieces up on social media. I saw the All Blacks and, and seeing what it meant to their families and that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, the uh, Vi Tupo, I think his name is, um, was that was a really cool piece of social media. If you get a chance to go and have a look at it, um, he tells his family over the FaceTime, and they all absolutely lose it. Um, That's pretty cool. And then, you know, Caleb Clark as well. Good to see him get a call up. He's been unreal for the Blues this year. He's been knocking on the Mm -hmm. door for the last couple of years. So, yeah, uh, look, it's not going to be easy, is it?
0: No, it's not. I also like that north south build up. There was a couple of great photos. Uh, Bowden Barrett wearing his Taranaki jersey, um, and, and a shot of his old man wearing his. So, and I, I do see like um, in some of those super squads in New Zealand the the amount of clubs that is that are spread around, which you know may be something that that Australian rugby super sides can take on board. That the spread of talent, which was which is good to see. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, good signs and we hopefully wait for uh, news on a, on a Blatterslow Cup. I'm hearing the latest words are maybe uh, over this side of the ditch.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I think we'll find out this week. Uh, I believe there's a big meeting happening on Thursday night and so by Friday we should have an answer as to what is going to happen in terms of a, a bit of a battle plan at least. Um, and yeah, look, it looks like... Uh, this side of the ditch could be there could be a couple of bladders lows this side of the ditch. If there's a rugby championship that that um, gets across the line, and that happens this side of the ditch, then we might move the bladders lows across the other side of the ditch just to mm. level things up a bit. Which I don't know that's if that's great, but uh, we'll just we'll, we'll just see what happens there. Um, yeah. yeah. So- it's it's going to be yeah. Look, I don't think we'll have to wait too much longer before we get some answers, and then everyone can start you know mobilising a little bit and working out what they do.
0: It's going to be some interesting precedents. Like the NBA has had this bubble thing going where they're all in Disney Disney World in Florida, and uh, you know uh, the players are getting a lot of unrest, and you know with some teams now exiting the comp because they've been eliminated, some family members are coming in. Now the NFL's about to start and they're going to go state to state. Obviously America's completely different of kettle of fish, but maybe some good precedents for other sporting competitions to just sit back and see what works and what doesn't, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean the NRL set the precedent initially, didn't they with how they sort of organized everything and rugby Australia pretty much just looked at what they did and copied them. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, you're right what's happening over in the US at the moment it's it's really interesting to watch. I guess um in terms of uh, touring and being on the road for so long and not seeing families and stuff like that, rugby teams are pretty used to that, particularly at the yeah. professional level. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's actually been a real advantage for um, for the for the rugby teams uh, as opposed to the other competitions where you talk about homesickness a lot and all that sort of stuff. And I think the mm. rugby teams have have sort of experienced that so much of that. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they are experiencing it, but not not in the sort of it's not really a a, a news story, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing a Australian tour of New Zealand playing some provincial sides and and maybe bookended by a couple of tests. I know it'd be brutally difficult, but it's just nice seeing those tours. I was over in uh, New Zealand watching the Lions tour, um, and that was just sensational. Just seeing the provincial, the midweek games are, are really special, and the whole country gets around it.
1: I love the the tour. I really do. I love the idea of that. I loved it when Ireland came out here and played that three match yep. tour. It would have been great to awesome. see them see them play a couple of tests before that as or not tests, but a couple of matches against provincial sides before that. I think we need to bring that back because I think that's something that's unique to rugby and it's so and it's it it's it, it can create so much interest and you know you're right the lions tour is it's a real media juggernaut too it can it, you yeah. know there's always controversy there's always something that happens before the first test that winds everyone up and becomes a because yeah, um, we're
0: on tour these like things happen there's so many more narratives you know and they're way more intimate than you know rugby championships you, you get to really know especially when you have got two good teams you know reasonably even match evenly matched Um, It's just such a great experience. And and you obviously get the travelling fans, so obviously that's a bit difficult now. But, yeah, hopefully that can come back, mate.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that that's something that world rugby, if they're talking about a global calendar, they should try and build that in because that's something that is uniquely rugby. And um, I, I hope that, yeah, I hope that, there is that thought process being put into it at the moment because you know that's what rugby is all about. Rugby is all about um, you know it's it's always had that point of difference with the touring side of things and um, yeah, it's when you compare it to other sports in particular, it's such a uh, it's such a unique thing. I love it.
0: Here, here. mate. Um, let's crack on with uh, the shoot shoot action on the weekend. Um, there's some amazing results. So many points scored on the weekend in all games. Um, you know, uh, it was like well, looking at the looking down the list, um, starting with Norse forty-one, Woods thirty-eight, uh, Gordon put forty-two on Ramwick, um, South nineteen, East fifty-seven, Manly thirty-nine, Rats 19, Two Blues thirty-six, Penrith twenty-nine. So, mate, maybe um, some of these injuries are mounting up, and defence defense is getting a little tardy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I guess the the whole um. The whole premise of this sprint to the finish—it might actually be catching up with teams now. They've put so much intensity into that first part of the season to try and get those early wins up, and teams might just be exhausted now. Um, you know, yeah, everyone, everyone's, everyone's still got a buy. I, I realise that, but it's a uh, it's it is a, it's it was really bizarre to see on the weekend. Um, you know, guys falling off a lot of tackles, and um, you know, there was a lot of tries scored. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, so I might start with uh, down at Foreshaw, uh, which was a result that caught a lot of people's attention. East really put the cleaners through South. Um, I had a good good look at this one, and um, East really were on the front foot for most of the game. I think it was about 20-odd, uh, 20, 20 20-odd, 20 seven at half time, and then towards the second half, really pushed away. Jack Grant had an absolute field day at halfback for the beast. He's a good player, isn't he?
1: Mate, I was gonna say exactly the same thing. He was the guy that caught my eye on the weekend, probably out of all the games. Yeah. He was he was brilliant. He scored the first try of the game, just yeah. heads up rugby off a line out. Um, you know, saw the gap open up for him and he ran straight through it. He's so slippery, isn't he? And then the, the other try that he scored, it was just a little snipe down the the short side and then he put some footwork on it. He picked about five blokes. Yeah, he really he really put put him away, didn't he? So Oh yeah. And he's
0: confident too. Like, you know, he's like, you're not going to get me. And like, you're right, that first try score, just the pace he's got around the corner on the bend, he's just a couple of really good halfbacks at the moment, I have to say. Um, We'll talk about Duffy in a moment. But um, yeah, Jack Grant really caught the eye. Um, Tui Pilotu, I think Cohen Guerra has, has been a good 10 for a while, but he's sort of settling in there. At Easton Jack Digby um, had a really good game in the second row.
1: Well, I was going to say the the thing that caught my eye from that game as well was just how big and mobile that Eastern Suburbs pack is. Oh, uh, I, I yeah. think they really, I think they really bashed up Souths at times, and but also ran them around. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, speed,
1: speed. Um, you know, when when you got Shires, I mean Shires is he's a big guy and he's, he can really move, can't he? Um, and I, you know Digby as well, Archer Holtz, who you know he he's got a bit of he's got a bit of tongue and Thor about him, doesn't he? Just
0: mm-hmm. just the
1: way he holds himself on the field, his presence on the field. Yeah, um, and they got
0: Wolfie and Patterson out wide. It's they pretty lethal, and they've got. Uh, I had a look at their team f- announced today for the weekend. Staniforth's, uh jumped in, Lalakai Fiketty, um, One other uh, player of note. Oh, uh, Newsom. So yeah, they're firming up East. I mean, we always knew at the start of the year we, we tipped them quite quite prominently because we knew the depth of the squad, but uh given the weekend's performance and a bit of class on top, um East would be pretty happy where they're at, I would have thought.
1: Oh absolutely. I thought Wolf was was quite impressive on the weekend again. Uh, he he's he's got some I think he's sort of getting back to that uh, pace that we saw that he can he can really add a couple of years ago um, he's really he's really shaken off all the injury concerns that he's had uh, and yeah I, you know his try that he scored on the week where he just it just um, gapped them didn't he he, yeah, he got did. around a couple of got around a couple of defenders and bang he was off to the races uh, uh yeah well, i reckon east uh, they're really looking starting to look dangerous and, and, and if those guys come back into the squad like you say that's there's some big ins there that'll really help them
0: yeah obviously south on the other uh, side of the corner be quite disappointed obviously had a great win up at rat park but um i think they're, they're starting to pick up a a few injuries, um, particularly the young fella Harry McLennan, who's uh, looks like suffered a season ending, or career ending injury, unfortunately. And uh, it's been a bit of a fun fun me campaign, which is which was great to see. I don't know if you saw that one online.
1: Yeah, I did see that, and uh, I really we do wish um, Harry McLennan all the best because he was a he was such a, a talent. Um, mm. So sounds like it's um, you know hanging the boots up for him, but yeah, hope that uh, hope that he's all good. But yeah, I, I think with Souths. They again probably just a a bit of an emotional roller coaster. You saw a couple of weeks back when they beat Sydney Uni, although they were so up and then they crashed back down to Earth the next week against Randwick. Came back and had that big that last second win against Warringah, and I think it's now again just a bit of a come down. Yeah, um, going back, to, unfortunately, it's happened both times at Foreshore, which is normally a hard play yeah. to and win. But um, yeah, look the the emotional roller coaster that uh, that they're undertaking down there, it, it must be pretty tough on Todd Loudon as well. He wouldn't like that because he's always been such a, a, a stickler for
0: consistency, hasn't he? Yeah, you'll certainly be searching for that consistency, but but as you say, you know, if you got your guard let down, you, you get smacked in the mouth, unfortunately, in this comp, especially with the uh with the talent that, that's in some deemed disposal. And as we said, Issa uh, looking good. Um we might jump over to uh, uh we've been talking about Gordon's lack of tests thus far. Well, they passed their first one in flying colours at the top of the table. Uh, they put 42 points on the ramik who mustered 15. Um, mate, the juggernaut that is, the stags just rolls on.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was really impressed with this performance. Again, Mahe Vailanu was was brilliant for them. Um, you know, their first try, the first two tries of the game actually came from intercepts, which was mm. interesting. You don't see that every day. Um, Jack Silk running away with one and uh, I think it was, yeah, Tristan Riley at the back scoring the other intercept tribe um, for, for Randwick. But yeah, Gordon, oh, look, they, they've just got, um, some some fantastic players in that back line, don't they? They can really hit you hard. Iona, again, just steering the ship around. Garrett Goddard had a good game as well.
0: Goddard was good. Yeah, very good, I thought. They've had a few injuries. I mean, um, Jalene Graham and, and Quinn on the wing, I believe, are out uh, potentially seasoned a couple. I'm not sure both. Not completely sure. But um, Ellis Abrams, who I know quite well because he played at Manly, stepped in and had some very strong games, I thought. So, um yeah for the moment um seven from seven 35 points perfect record they got a points differential of 225 some 100 points clear of second place
1: Yeah that's uh that's impressive isn't it and and that they, they it doesn't get any easier for them they they've got souths this week back at home yeah. um and look Souths, if they're continuing their seesaw season the, the last few weeks then this will yeah. be a win so uh, yeah, they
0: could be up they could be up
1: Absolutely. So it's going to be uh, a big, another big test for Gordon there. But you're right, they passed that test with Flying Colours down there at Coogee Oval. And, um, you know, again, a big score, like just, mm. uh, a, you know, a big second half in particular.
0: Swanee, do you, do you want a loss going into the finals? Uh,
1: look, I would say that Darren Coleman would say no. Uh, <laughs> um, however... Look, I think it does ground you. I definitely think it grounds you. Um, yeah. I, th- I think when DC coached the Warringah Premiership a couple of years back, yeah, I I remember like a lot. They late- lost to
0: Manly round sixteen. I was I know it well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, there you go. I was present Manly that year, 2016, 2017, They lost round sixteen just before the finals, and because we were on top of the comp and they were about fourth or fifth, but um, and they didn't lose after that.
1: Yeah, there you go. So I think that um, I think it could be it could mm. be good for them. Mm. Uh, DC wouldn't like a loss, but I'm sure yeah. that uh, if it if it happened, it wouldn't be the, the end of the world. Particularly with such a strong start to the season, undefeated so far.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just one of those mindset things. I don't know. I mean, you just damn if you do, damn if you don't. I mean, you, you go out and try and win every week. I guess so. if They happen to win them all. Um, so be it. I mean, teams are going on runs. You know, it'd be thirteen. How many games a season? It will be sixteen wins. I would have thought three weeks finals campaign, so <laughs> It'll be some season. Oh,
1: incredible! Absolutely incredible! They, I mean, they they just don't look like being beaten at the moment. That's that's the that's the key. I think they look they look, they look in, a in class
0: above of everyone. I think everyone else has shown some vulnerability.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens this week down at uh, down at Chatswood. But um, yeah, it's it's a so far they're impregnable. I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mate, uh, we'll throw over to North's home game at Rat Park.
1: Yeah. That's bizarre, isn't it? Uh,
0: bizarre home ground, but um, I wouldn't mind calling Rat Park my second home. It's a great facility, as we all know, and uh, a fascinating game. Game of touch footy, really. North's 41, Woods 38. I had a good look at this one. Um, Anstey continues to impress me in the second row for Eastwood. He's just such a pure athlete. I know he's a second row, but he runs like a winger. Um, it just went tit for tat. Isaac um, would score, I think they were going to push away, then Norse had hit back. Um, Max Bury scored a great try for, brother, for his brother's offload, Max. He keeps um, impressing me, does Max Bury? Nick Duffy's arguably having his, his best season um, at nine for Norse. So, you know, it was 31-all by the 67-minute mark, and then Pat Sio went under the post. And um, as the rest of the game went, they scored back off the kickoff and then you know, it was um, thirty-eight all, and then uh, you know, Norse were looking vulnerable, but worked their way up the field. And um, former Manly player Brad mopo got the penalty goal, and Sinclair kicked the points. And that's all she wrote. Norse just keep keep doing the business, don't they?
1: Yeah, and, and again, I think they've just they've got a really a solid forward pack, and it looks like they've got yeah. some depth there as well. Now they've they've, they've developed a little bit of depth, um, you know, because it, was really, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a really um, there. I wouldn't say that's their their strongest pack that they've got. So, um, but that that's probably their strongest back line I've seen so far. Uh, Duffy's good, isn't he? He's he's having a really good
0: great year. He is, and so Angus yeah. um, Sinclair really controlled the game well. Um, again, he's he's playing very well. So, good nine and ten organized forward pack. Um, Reese Mao, I think his spots out there in the wing, he's, he's been excellent. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, they're just. Um, they're going going very well. So uh...
1: the speed of service that Nick Duffy gives, I think, is the key to their game plan. Yeah. He just, yeah. he's so. I think he's the quickest to the breakdown out of any scrum half I've seen in the comp so far. Mm. Um, and he can, he can just, he, he, he just get a rocket off the deck, and that's that's why Angus Sinclair's probably always got front football. ball. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's such a key for their for their season at the moment. He needs to stay fit.
0: Mm. Eastwood, on the other hand, um, will be disappointed, obviously, leaking 41 points. Um, won't be too pleasing for Ben Batcher. They, they typically scored from close range up the pack. They've still got a very strong forward pack. Um, you know, had their opportunities to put this game away but just could not shut the back gate and um, Norse kept coming back. So uh, disappointing for the Woodies, but they're, they're still in the mix. Um, yeah, Mate, I haven't seen this one Um uh, but Western Sydney have locked their first win of the year, thirty six beating Penrith twenty nine. So, well done to the two Blues. I think their first win since May last year.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great result, isn't it? And look, fantastic for for Penrith to stay in the in the fight for so long. Yeah. as well. Um. You know, they they scored at the at the back end there. Uh, their first, they scored the first try actually, which was an absolute belter. Um, you could catch that on uh, on clutch or on on the highlights um and yeah, they they scored the first and last tries um I think the you know one of the great things I've seen um, from the Western Sydney social media this week was them all singing in the sheds.
0: Did How good that? was that?
1: Oh, it was just beautiful.
0: It's gone viral too.
1: <laughs> it really has um I, I think I saw it on like an ESPN. Site or something over in the yeah
0: state. no um, one of the big English publications has shared it too maybe Guardian or Daily Mail or something like that yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, like you
0: know BBC Sport actually
1: we'd lo- lo- you know we-, we love the footy that they play but also that that's just beautiful that's that's another uniquely rugby thing I think um, to see that so that was really nice and and they're going global um, nice, Sydney, so. you're going yeah, to speak Craig um, Craig Morgan I think in the next. Next little bit, are you?
0: Yeah, I had a chat to Craig. Um, it's been a bit of you know talking about sort of the state of Western Sydney and sort of you know business as usual, maybe from where they're um, concerned in terms of where they're all sitting on the table. So I know I've got some views, and I'm really keen to have a chat with Craig because I don't think there's anyone better to to maybe talk that angle.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. He he knows he's got his feet on the ground out there. Um, his heart's in the west, and. Yeah, look, didn't see a huge amount of this game, and, and we'll probably cop a bit for that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but it was uh, live on Clutch uh, as well uh, after the at five o'clock after the the TV game as well, which is which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mate, it's um, look onwards and upwards for the two blues. Great to see them um, getting their first win.
0: A birdie tells me uh, on the weekend, a, a prominent birdie, that John Muggledon is uh, back on deck next year for Penrith, which is a good thing.
1: Oh, back-to-back seasons. That, that's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Because that's something that they haven't had for a while, is it?
0: Consistency, yeah, and I think that'll help um, just with the game out that way.
1: Absolutely. They need it. They need the consistency. They need someone with um, some, yeah, with a bit of knowledge about Man, how, pedigree, how, yeah, yeah, pedigree, and with some with, with a bit of a successful past about him as well.
0: Now, mate, final round, final game of the round. I've been a very even keeled podcaster this year. Um, I haven't really thrust manly front and center. Um, but please indulge me. Uh, taking Go. out, taking Go. out, the, I've officially now it's derby, I've, I've dropped derby. We've won the Derby on the weekend. We put in one of the more vintage Marlins performances and won it really, really well. I was a very happy, um, slightly drunk, passionate, <laughs> passionate fan at full time. And, um, mate, 2020, um, that's my apex mountain this year.
1: That's the year of the Marlin, isn't it? Um, that's it.
0: <laughs> Not it quite, was... but it was the day of the Marlin, mate. In, that the, was derby, since...
1: in the Derby, it's the year of the Marlin because there's only one. So well,
0: it might it might be as good as it gets for the Marlins this year, but I tell you what, it was bloody good. They were in control most of the game. It was refreshing. They really gave it to Rats up front. I thought um, Rats scored off a couple of Manly errors. So I, I thought the scoreline, you know, could have been could have been more. I mean, Manley really controlled the game, um, particularly up front. And that man Harley Atwater just had uh, a red letter day, mate. It was it was always going to be, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Coming across from, from Rats only a few weeks ago, uh, settled into that 10 jersey. Oh, you know, he was so happy when he scored that try, wasn't he? You could see it it's written all over his face. He wanted that and he wanted it bad. Uh, yeah,
0: he yeah. was stoked. He was stoked. Uh, you know, it was sort of like, you know, the game was still on the balance. We're still a bit nervy because, mate, you got to understand, the Rats have given us some real real days of pain over the past three years, not just winning the comp, but they've really dominated us and and stepped out of the shadow and and have been the bigger club for a few years. So to win in that fashion was just a real welcome relief for the Manly supporters. And, um, you know, uh, the Rats are just going to have to cop that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I loved seeing on social media as well uh, post-game um, not only the manly boom-boom, because boom, we, we saw that. That's gone a bit viral as well, I think. Yeah, Channel
0: 10's grabbed that one, unfortunately.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, the-
0: well, th- they should know that all those people on the hill had just played rugby together in their various grade sections. Although, look, yeah, certainly could do better. But, um, uh, look, how are you going to stop the emotion after the uh, Derby victory, mate?
1: Oh, you're saying that they they grabbed that and made yeah, it? Yeah, it was on the
0: news tonight, example. apparently.
1: Oh, fair dinkum.
0: Thirty yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, well, the less said about that, the better. Um, I, <laughs> loved, I loved seeing um, Goldie go over and celebrate with the Hill as well after the game. He gave them a bit of a rev up, and um, yeah, I, I was very happy for Goldie in, in that in that respect.
0: Yeah, look, it's been a, a tough year in terms of results. Haven't really gone the way he'd wanted, but um, he's done a big job in rebuilding. You know, uh, certain aspects of the club, certainly from a cultural point of view. And um, look, you know, uh, Manly could take a lot of confidence. We had eleven um, graduating Colts that played on the weekend. So some maybe not as soon as last year, but some, some a little bit earlier, but um, 11 Colts in first grade and 10 in second grade. So certainly rebuilding the local nucleus, which is I think what we had to do in terms of long-term sustainable approach. So, yeah, that was good. And look, um, you know, Rats just they had to be a loser on the day. Unfortunately, it was Ringer. I thought Ben Mar um, again showed he's been their best player this year, um, had a really strong game on, on a losing side again, but um, mainly just a, a bit too good on Saturday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you know, you talk about culture in the club. Nothing in Manly. Nothing is better to build culture than beating the rats. I would think at at the Marlins.
0: No, it's a big win. It really is. It' um, hard to explain. You know, um, people from outside will just go. I'm so sick of hearing about Manly Ringer, which I totally understand. And you're right. We probably go on a little bit more. I mean, there's. There's usually what 10, 11, 12 other teams in the comp. We should probably focus on on everyone else. But when you're in it, when you're in a local derby like that, it does mean something. Our communities are very tight. Everybody in a family sense of things will know somebody from the other side, and bragging rights are important. And All there was right. no no hillbilly harker from Daz Hawthorne this year. The poor bugger he <laughs> hasn't been hasn't been sighted since.
1: Uh, probably still getting the green out of his beard.
0: <laughs> mate, there was some good banter during the week. Um, Scotty Lyon fired a few barbs across, and Danny Boland shot some back. They didn't reach the public circles, but um, mate, it was, um, it was pretty interesting. Um <laughs> it's class warfare, put it that way.
1: Oh, I love it. Always is, and that's that's why we love this this battle, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, mate. I could keep talking for hours, but look, it was just a great day, and. <laughs> no. I- I cashed in. I cashed in. I I posted a photo like I'd won the bloody game myself. You know, I just you
1: saw it, mate. Your brother was was strong on the day as well, so you, you have every right to be proud.
0: <laughs> mate, we'll take it this year. It's 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 probably it's probably the best. Although, look, Marlins have they've got a faint faint sniff. Um, the challenge for them is they're going to have to be perfect from every game. So I'm sure um, Matt McGoldrick and the boys aren't looking further than. Um, The weekend, uh, they'd have to be completely perfect and they would have to rely on somebody else falling apart. And even if they did, someone else did fall apart um, and they finished even, we'd still lose on countback because we've got less wins. That Newcastle draw would kill us. Uh, It's unlikely, but look, stranger things have happened.
1: That's it. I mean, it's Easts, Randwick, Souths, and... um, It's uh, tough. Yeah, tough, tough run home. And then the ball. Eastwood this
0: weekend. It's Eastwood this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's it's not a not an easy not an easy uh, run home.
0: No, but I'd say ringer are gone after the weekend officially. Um so yeah, we'll uh yeah, we'll we'll see what happens this week and so, speaking of which, let's have a quick look at the fixtures for Saturday. Um and Uni. Now that that's a that's a rivalry. Yeah. It's an ugly sure, one. Sure is.
1: <laughs> Down at uh, Woolara Oval as well. So East coming off that big win over over South, mm. they'll be very confident. Um, Uni, they you know they had a big win over West Harbour on the weekend. So we actually we didn't mm. really talk about that one, but that, that was a win for... Um,
0: oh, I've missed that one, haven't I?
1: Yeah, but that's that's all right. <laughs> we um, missed that. Yeah, so 50 to 29. You uh, know what it is?
0: Clutch hasn't got the replay of that one because they're with Bar TV, aren't they? They are,
1: they are. Um well, let's have
0: a quick look at, oh, yeah, completely missed that result. As I said, didn't have much time for many other fixtures on the pick. 50 to 29, eh? Okay, so it was a pretty comfortable win.
1: Yeah, pretty comfortable win. Um, you know, tries, you know, double to Angus Bell, the other Angus Bell on the on the wing.
0: On the wing. I did notice that and had a double take.
1: Yep, yep. He's the other Angus Bell, um, you know, a try to Armstrong and Clements as well. So, like, you know, they're, they're back three, really Really dangerous. Um, and yeah, look, it's a pretty strong forward pack, too, isn't
0: it? Um, it is. But they'll be, they'll be, be whatever. I don't know what's going to happen with this pony squad, right? Because their cavalry is well and truly entrenched in that this year for the first time in a long time. Like Horton's in there, um, Harry Johnson Holmes, Angus Bell, the prop. Um, you've got Swinton there as well. Yeah. So that. That's the nucleus of the side that's been winning the comp the last two years. Whether they get those guys back could be a real factor um, in the comp. I I would suspect that Tom Robertson will see out the season for uni, so that's a a big in. Um, But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, if they don't get those players back?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm sure everyone will be sweating on what happens uh, at the back end of this week. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, look, I I, um, I think, you know, West Harbour for mine, um, you know, just scored 29 points against Sydney Uni, um, you know, pretty solid. Uh, again, Pellegrini had a pretty good day at the office with 12 points. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, oh, West Harbour are done for the year, you'd think. but Yeah, they're gone. They're, um,
0: they're still managing. Got, to, they've gotten a bit better know, as, as the season's gone on, haven't they? Yeah, um, so yeah, if they beat Manly, they'd be much more competitive. And, you know, with five rounds to go, they'll be just looking to build into next season, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, East and Uni, as we said, um, good rivalry there. That'd be interesting. I thought I might have seen that's a delay kickoff, not sure, but definitely at Willara. Uh, Woods are taking on Manly at Milner. That'd be interesting. Manly obviously have to uh, have to win that one, and Woodies will be looking to uh, pick up after a disappointing weekend against Norse. Uh, Gordon taking on South, as we mentioned earlier, at uh, Chatswood. Norse and that will be a good game. That's the TV game, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, look, that'll, that'll be brilliant. Actually, is—is is that up at uh, at Rat Park? Rat, again? Rat
0: Park again. That's that's yeah. that's, that's that's Fortress Norse for the rest of the season, I believe.
1: Yeah. So, uh, some a- of those
0: t- rats fans might turn into red and black fans.
1: Well, I mean, rats have the buy this week, so it's probably a good week for um, Norths to be up there at, at Pittwater and, and maybe just get a few of those casual, casual viewers. Do you reckon Daz Hawthorne might actually dye the beard red and black this week?
0: No, I don't. He's more <laughs> likely to dye it red and black than red and blue.
1: Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Um, that'll be a good one. Um, yeah, I'm going to be out at uh, Gordon on the weekend, actually, uh, for Gordon and Souths. So um, looking forward to that for, for, for Swa Sports. Um, and look, yeah, that, that could go either way at the moment. Um, Souths are always good at bouncing back.
0: Yeah, the other two rounds um, for the week, or the other two games of the round, rather two Blues taking on Hunter. Wildfire's coming off the bye, and the Emus are up against West Harbour, another Western Sydney, Sydney Derby. So that will be interesting, mate. Plenty more footy. Are uh, you going to be calling Super Rugby on the weekend?
1: No, no Super Rugby for me this weekend. I'm just uh, working behind the scenes on the production. So um, if, you, if you have any feedback on that, tweet us. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it will be out at Chatswood Oval on, on Saturday, Arvo, and then home, put the kids to bed, maybe crack a beer, uh, maybe order, maybe. A, pizza, maybe order yeah. a pizza, and um, maybe watch some Super Rugby.
0: That's just – that is Saturday. Have a modus, have a pizza. Watch footy. Go to sleep.
1: That sounds good to me.
0: Beautiful. All right. You enjoy that, big man. I'll uh, speak to you next week.
1: Look forward to it, mate.